0: summer's dead, hot and unless in a magic way. Whenever I see you all I can think is my summer love, we're waiting for you my love. My summer love, we're waiting for you my love. I can't forget that time we met. You look so fly in your red carpet How are you guys doing? This is Titus Nichi Anderson for the Sov podcast. Welcome to the Mono Podcast. Today we're going to do a quick session called 8QF. That stands for eight quadrants for fighting. I know that there are not eight quadrants, there are only four quadrants, but I decided to call it eight quadrants anyway because I thought that would be easier to remember. So welcome to the show. So um, in the last video cast, what we had talked about was um, the four. It was explore, expand, exploit, exterminate, and um, some of the scenes that were in movies and things like that. So for this video cast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover with you several ways that you can fight. There are actually eight different areas where you can fight without resorting to physical violence. So that's what I'm going to teach you in this video cast. I want you to know that this video cast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. I'm not teaching you to go out there and um, to cause people problems or anything like that. I know that's kind of a cumbersome thing to say, but I'm sort of obligated to um, stating that. Okay, so before you ever get to this point where you are ready to be involved in an engagement, there's a few things that you should know already. Number one, you should know what you're gaming for. You should know uh, who your competition is. You should know your team. If you have a team that you're playing with, you should know your team very well. You should know your cost-benefit ratios for your equipment, uh, for the total engagement, as well as for each uh segment or for each different step if there are. Multiple steps. You should know probability and the likelihood of success given more than one route to the goal. If there's better chance if you take this route versus that route, or if you use this weapon versus that weapon, this player versus that player, and change ups and things like that. Um, and then, lastly, is uh, you should be sound morally and know that this is something that's consistent with. Um, the rules of engagement the laws of the land and things like that okay all right um, the other thing i wanted to alert you to is that um anytime you're engaged in red team tactics and that's what this video is about it's called red team that means offensive um, anytime that you're involved in red team tactics um you have to be extremely careful because it's an offensive move into somebody else's territory and there's a lot of surveillance equipment around there's cybernetics around there are electromagnetic waves and other types of surveillance equipment around that can record you like they're recording your shadow and they can also sometimes read your thoughts in your mind and that means that your intentions can be liminal to the people who are around you. So be very careful um, acting on any information. You need to be a part of um, a formal team, a government agency, or a police agency, or something like that. If you're rogue and just doing something by yourself, totally independent, then I would guess that you've probably been called into action, um, probably because of desperation, a tragedy, or some higher purpose. And that's entirely possible and that's entirely legitimate, but I just want to let you know that there are certain rules for engagement before you go into the game space or before you go into the battle space. Okay, alright, so there's eight. We covered the first one already. It's the obvious one. It's the physical fighting, and that was the opening sequence that you saw. Um, with the uh, with the woman from the movie Anna and um, So we'll move on to number two Number two is environment Okay, so number two is environment, so how do you use environment? The way you use it is you look for things that will work to your advantage and that your competitor would be tethered to so it could be fuels supplies it could be um, leaving obstacles or booby traps behind if you're in the business world then if you're an attorney then what you want to do is you want to have the trial in um, in a county or in a city that's advantageous to you. If you're in sales you may want to invite the prospect back to your offices and hold sales meeting there. Compete in an environment that you already know and that you're already familiar with. If you read um, men's magazines then one of the things that they will advise guys to do is to take your date out to a restaurant that you've already Visited before or several times before so that way you're relaxed and you're comfortable You're familiar with the restaurant the prices the mood and there isn't anything there that catches you By surprise it helps you to relax and to be um, in control of the situation Okay, so number two is environment ground For a new breed of number three right politics. is politics okay the third way to fight the third quadrant is politics so how do you use politics politics is really the influence that you can have on the government that's legislative judicial judicial and executive branches of government that means that you want to get yourself voted in you want to get their people voted out um, you want to see if you can get new laws passed against the work that they do you want to see if you can um, get statutes or motions passed so that there's new licenses, new fees, new taxes, new memberships or something on your competition that would restrict their mobility or increase the amount of time that it takes for them to get a viable competitor into the marketplace. It could be a statute of limitations, could be non-compete agreements or things along that line. Politics to me is a cautionary flag for the simple reason that um, it's been said before that uh, presidents are chosen, they're not elected, implying that there is um, a group of people who makes these selections and then everything else is just sort of manipulated along with the voting process. And that might be true, but um, If you do decide to engage your competition in this quadrant or in this area then those are the terms and ways that you want to think of laws representation fees taxation um, illegality or legality and things like that can be ways that you can stumble or create obstacles for your competition Number four is reputation. Get out of here, fuck We need to get information, control is power. Control the situation, control, 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 control is power, control is power. Control the situation, we need to go. Okay, number four is reputation. Never underestimate the power of reputation. Reputation is so subtle and you might think that it's something that you can ignore, but you can't. And the reason for that is because it's a very subtle way that a person can walk around with a handicap and not even know that they have a handicap or an injury. Reputation is so important that some police agencies and other government agencies have been rumored to falsify police reports and credit reports and medical records because it's a way to handicap a person without them having any idea that they've just sustained an injury but everybody else knows it by way of word-of-mouth credit reports credit checks and things like that there is a blog that I have posted it's called info war fun which you can find listed on the blogs and in that blog I give you four different ways that you can affect a person's reputation one was Compromat the other's whisper campaign the other's false flag and the last one is historical revisionism so if you're unfamiliar with those four check out the blog InfoWar fun on the website and it's free of charge and there's a video along with it that's about five minutes and it's a lot of fun you'll learn what those four are and you'll learn how to use them So get creative, Um, get information on your subject or person. I've heard stories that um, police and other agencies will literally accumulate photos and stories of celebrities um, before they ever become famous, and they stockpile these and threaten to release them if the president, senator, the celebrity, or whoever it is, doesn't do exactly what they're told to do so that way they can create an embarrassment or ruin their career and things like that those are some of the ways that reputation is used or a person's reputation is used to manipulate their lives Michael Jackson might be another example of a person whose fame um, actually started backfiring and actually kind of incarcerated him uh, as a result of being famous So. Look for creative ways that you can use reputation. Number five is <laughs> psychology the and drama influence. The drama, yeah, the drama has money. Okay, number five is psychology. So, how do you use psychology? Well. If you're on a red team and you're attacking somebody, or an organization, or a team, that can take any number of different forms. It could be as simple as heckling a person, it could be interrupting them, it could be confusing them, it could be feeding them bad information and telling them it's this way when it's actually that way, Um, it could be gaslighting, and things like that. There is a blog on the website, it's on the Stratagem page, it's called The Art of the Strike. In that podcast, and there's a PDF along with it, there is a list by Gregory Bateson, and about a year ago I showed you how to make a Batesonian strike on a person. So what is a Batesonian strike? Well, as an entity and as a person, you have different planes upon which you are operating if we use Gregory Bateson's model. In Gregory Bateson's model, you have behavior, then you have capabilities, then you have belief, and then you have identity, and then you have spirituality. And each one of those is a meta to the one above it. So when looking at a person, if it's a psychological strike, then if you want to see if you can engage them at the level of behavior, then you engage them at behavior. If you can't, then maybe it's capabilities. If it's not capabilities, then maybe it's their beliefs about what they can do or what they should be doing. If it's not that, then maybe it's their identity or their obligations to their identity as an American, as a Catholic, as whatever. Um, If it's not that, maybe it's spiritual or some other way or some other way of looking at the person or looking at the organization Or looking at the entity and then you can use those different um, logical levels and make a strike on one of those planes or on multiple planes okay all right let's move on to number six number six is sociology Okay, so number six is sociology. So how do we use sociology? Sociology is really about um, capitalizing on trends that are happening as well as trying to be the engineer behind those trends. So maybe it's cool to wear short skirts, maybe it's cool to wear long skirts, maybe it's cool to be black, maybe it's cool to be white, maybe it's cool to be a Satanist, maybe it's cool to be a piece of shit, maybe it's cool to be a backstabber maybe it's cool to be into witchcraft i mean these are all different sociological trends and there is certainly an engineer behind them in the previous video casts um, the one before the last one i had showed you a printout from google trends about sociopaths and how Since the year 2004 to 2020, there's been a skyrocket of interest in sociopaths, as well as books being published about them. That could be the result of any number of different things, but it's a trend, and so it's something that some people may try to capitalize on. If they want people to be callous and uncaring, while they carry out Criminal activities or nefarious activities and things like that. So, as a sociologist, what you want to do is you want to think about how can I shape public opinion? How can I make public opinion work for me? If I'm a witch, witches are cool, and that's the idea that I got to spread. If my competition is a witch and I hate witches, then I got to, you know, try to. Do the opposite and spread and you know influence people that way. It's up to you to look at your game and see how you can use that. All right, let's move on to number seven. Number seven will be equipment, logistics, and supply chains. Okay, so number seven is equipment, logistics, and supply chains. So what does that mean? What that means is that you are attacking infrastructure, equipment. That means you're keying the car, that means you're flattening car tires, it means that you've uploaded a virus, it means that you turn the electricity off, it means that you set the fire alarm off in the building, it means that the door is jammed and they can't get out I mean it just depends upon you and seeing what you can do with infrastructure interrupting supply chains interrupting communications turning the electricity off or um, or you know uh, breaking the carburetor or something so that the automobile doesn't start So again, it's up to you, you're going to have to take a look at your game, your equipment, your competition's equipment and see what they use and see where you can find an angle to get in and out of there and disrupt their equipment, logistics or their supply chains. And number eight is business. All right, number eight in our final section is business. Business is the process of manufacturing or processing something. It's selling that process or service or product. And lastly, it is customer service on those products and services. So similar to the last section on equipment and logistics, what you're doing is you are looking for a way to disrupt business. That's where you can combine some of these techniques. You could apply sociology and equipment to come up with a new strategy so that you're attacking them sociologically, not to do business with that person, as well as interrupting their business um, while attacking their business. You could be attacking their business psychologically. Um, You could be trying to raise taxes, tariffs, fees, membership dues, statutes, um, and things like that, raising bars of entry for the business. Um, You could see if you could negotiate a better deal with their suppliers or non-compete with their suppliers or if you can offer their customers a better deal or an incentive to stay away from them or to deal with you or to just deal with somebody else. So again, it's going to be up to you to see how you can um, apply this when attacking somebody's business. Okay, you guys, that's going to wrap it up for this video cast. Those are eight different areas where you can get into an engagement with another person, seven of which do not involve you getting into a physical altercation with them. So I hope that's useful for you. You're going to have to look for some ways that you can apply it if you should decide to get into an engagement with another human being and um, want some options. So you'll be able to look at a person, a company, a country, a business, a family, whatever it is, using these eight different areas and uh, looking at them through each one of those eight different lenses for an angle or a way of attacking. Once you do that, One of the things you want to get familiar with making is what's called a contingency chart. A very basic one looks something like this. It's just a list where it's me, you, and then you have the seven different areas listed down here. So what you want to do is you want to give yourself a yes or a no or a number there and there or a value here and there so that you know if you've got a 10 in business and they've got an 8 in business or chances of success then that's an advantage that you want to have so you circle it and then you want to total it down at the bottom and then you'll get yourself a very rough idea as to your probabilities of success in an engagement or you could just use it line by line if you're just going to attack in one area but you'll figure it out Use a contingency chart, decide where you want to attack, decide which uh, quadrant has the most value for you if you were to win in that quadrant versus another, and then devote your time to it and make your attacks there. Alright, that's going to wrap it up. For this video cast, I want to remind you once again that these are what are called red team tactics. and um, Assaults, attacks on other people is very, very serious business this is what they make the movies and major motion pictures about because this is where the action is but I wanna forewarn you that getting caught is deadly and all intelligence officers know that because that's what they do for a living is they steal data they print lies and circulate them they slander people sometimes they poison people and they're involved in all sorts of things so it's some of the most dangerous work that you can be involved in doing So in closing, I'm going to show you a video of what happens when a neophyte is captured by a couple of old guards. And if you're a young person or if you're in high school or something like that, then you don't need to watch this video because it's kind of graphic, so I forewarned you about that. But anyway, enjoy the video, enjoy your day, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Please support us on Patreon at patreon.com. Forward slash or uh, at the PayPal. You can make a one-time donation at PayPal. PayPal.com forward slash soberumano. I really appreciate it. I really do need your help. And I uh, hope to see you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.